0: No matter your sport or activity, the places Canadians play bring our vibrant communities to life. Kraft Heinz Project Play together with TSN and RDS are once again rallying Canadians to take an active part in forming their communities and creating better places to live and play. The Kraft Heinz Project Play campaign invites Canadians coast to coast to coast to nominate a community play-based facility new or existing at Kraft Heinz Project play.com for a chance to win. Nominations are now open, and the grand prize winner will receive $250,000 towards a recreational facility upgrade, with three second second uh, second prize winners, each receiving 20000 in play-based infrastructure upgrades. This is Toronto Today. Gareth Wheeler with you, joined by TSN's James Duffy, who happens to be a Kraft Heinz
1: Project Play Program ambassador. That's a big title, James. That sounds pretty, uh, pretty impressive, doesn't it? Do yeah. you think that I should ask all the guys on the panel to address me as Mr. Ambassador? I think so. Yeah. I-, I think so, too. It actually sounds way more important than anything I would ever deserve. And then, wheels.
0: You, then you can add the king of craft, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the air to hide Well the amount of
1: for can... the amount of craft dinner I've eaten over the years, I probably would be, yes. No kidding. Do you eat ketchup on your craft dinner?
0: Um organic ketchup, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I've I switched off the normal ketchup. We... I, I have no problem with it. It's just a lot of sugar for me.
1: No, we do the organic ketchup too, much to my children's chagrin, because when they go at a restaurant and the old uh other stuff is there. They seem to enjoy it much more. Absolutely. But I'm on your train, buddy. You know, my diet's a lot like yours. My, my wife is all
0: about the Heinz ketchup. She can, <laughs> like, we go to this one local restaurant, and they bring their, like, homemade ketchup. Right. And she won't touch the stuff. She's like, <laughs> give me the Heinz right away. I
1: love her even more.
0: Yes. Uh, James, this is a big project going on yet again. We've seen the promotions for this on TSN. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your role as being an ambassador towards this program?
1: Uh, really just doing this we talking about it as much as possible because I am a, a, a big believer in it, and I was thrilled when they asked me a couple of years ago to start being an ambassador for it. Uh, like you, like most of your listeners probably, I grew up uh, basically two places: the soccer fields behind my house and uh, and Blackburn Hamlet Arena to play hockey. And it's funny when I when I was a kid, we didn't have we had a real lack. Soccer was my was my game growing up before hockey because I spent my early years in in Victoria. And, uh, we didn't have enough fields. And my dad ended up being the president of the soccer association, the Gloucester Hornets, and was involved in pushing the town and the National Capital Commission in Ottawa to, to build this massive, uh, Soccer complex with ten fields, right, basically almost in my backyard. I think he was a little uh, he used his own power to get it like two minutes from his house. Right. But uh, it's funny my daughters play now, and we had a tournament back there last year, so it was kind of full circle of life thing, where I was back there, and and that's basically what this is about is whether it's a soccer field or a hockey rink or a baseball diamond or anything uh, beyond the big sports. Every community in Canada, I would say, has. Has needs where something's in disrepair or the basketball hoops have broken down or the field's no good anymore. And I, I think sports often gets overlooked because there's so many other charities out there that are, are more needy, and sports is kind of like, even with government, the last thing they always throw things at. So I think this is a really cool project to recognize that these things are you know, they're the lifeblood of a community. I, I don't want to sound hokey, but... No, it's perfect. I was going
0: to use the word pulse. Be, it's like, true. Where do
1: we spend all our time, right?
0: Yeah, my, look, my wife and I were out for a walk down in the beach last night, and there was a junior lacrosse game going on right in front of us, and we stopped and watched for like 20 minutes, because that's what it's all about, you know, giving kids the opportunity to go out and do their thing and provide more of that sense of community, which oftentimes in urban sprawl, I mean, we're dealing with around here, it can be lifeless to a certain degree but these sorts of things add so much
1: 100% and as your kids grow up you'll learn that your your friends become like if i if i think i live up in aurora most of my adult friends are are either parents from the hockey team or the soccer team or the swim club or whatever it may be i was talking about one of my buddies the other night you imagine if you think as a parent all the hours you know you have to be at every hockey game an hour before every soccer game 45 minutes or an hour before If I would used that time properly, I could speak seven languages now and could play guitar and be a nuclear physicist, but instead (laughs) you sit around and you have a coffee and you just shoot the breeze. But that's where half of your social time is spent, both as a child and and as an adult. So the fact that I I think beyond just awarding money and $250,000 goes to one community, which will really, really, really help some project, it... It at least brings attention to the fact that these things matter, right? They're not, they're, they're really important to every single community in our country.
0: A hundred percent. Um, James, any other information that our listeners should know just in terms of where they can nominate their community?
1: Yeah, I'll run through all the logistics really quick because I know there's people listening that are probably thinking that they have a place in their area. So, uh, there's no real rules besides any need that you have. The uh, nominations are open until August 18th. And it's at com, or I'm sure there's a link at tsn.ca. And there'll be tons of nominations, and they'll whittle it down to four finalists. And there'll be a voting process through all the country for September 8th and 9th, where anybody can vote. And obviously we'll present the stories of the finalists on TSN and the winner will be announced September 16th. So that's basically all you need to know. The rest is all explained on the website.
0: Good stuff. Uh, James Duffy, Kraft Heinz project play program ambassador. And he also hosts TSN hockey and some other stuff. I don't know. <laughs> some stuff. I just got back from Hawaii. Didn't you? How was that?
1: It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, that was, I mean, I've, I, this uh, I don't want to gloat because um, it was a really good trip, buddy. I went to yeah. see TFC on Sunday. I went one of the first things I did when I got back, I went to see your team. My, my daughter is, as I've told you before, a massive fan. And uh, she was her birthday, and that's all she wanted to do. So we went down to the game. What did you think? Oh, they were. I mean, I go to a couple games a year, but that was... First of all, the atmosphere was really good for a regular season Sunday, and they just... I thought they looked fantastic.
0: Yeah, it, it's a good day out. I did hit out at some fans at the top, like fans leaving 15 minutes early. I don't know if you saw that in your section, but it's like the one nitpicking problem now with with fans. It's like 90 minutes; it's two hours of your time, top to bottom, okay, being so, inside the
1: stadium. First of all, I don't do that, but I will say this: I left my we I left our seats and we watched the last five minutes from the back because. It's easy. You're right, except if you're a, a 905er like me who lives in Aurora. My big complaint is that BMO's like it's really hard to get out of. Like it is impossible to get out of and get into. And that's look at that's a first world problem. And I don't care because I get to go see the game. But I do, I do understand trying to hurry out of there. But I'm with you for an, a 90 minute soccer game. 15 minutes early is ridiculous, but I just plan my exit plan, so game ends, I watch two minutes of the celebration, and then we sprint to the car. Is that okay? Is that acceptable?
0: It's all good, but you know in Game of Thrones, where the north, all the scary stuff, you know, resides, winter's coming beyond the wall, (laughs) go north. Liberty Village is like your bastion of hope. Just don't park south. Avoid the lakeshore. Well, I parked parked right
1: in the the parking lot for the stadium, so is that a rookie mistake? That's a
0: rookie mistake. Just walk down from Liberty Village, And you'll thank me later. Uh, I I wanted to get into a couple different things with you, James. Baseball ticket prices. I mean, the Blue Jays are raising their ticket prices. I think there's like an element of being tone deaf to a certain degree because the team's going to be going through a rebuild, a reset, and yet another ticket increase. I, I just don't know how that rewards a fan base that's really been the lifeblood or helped be the lifeblood of this Toronto Blue Jays team. I understand there's market forces that dictate such, but I think we're getting dangerously close in a lot of different markets for a lot of different sports where you're asking your fan base, your hardcore fan base, to spend too much to go out and consume the team they love. And for me, I don't want to equate it to going out to a nice restaurant or going out to see um, a play or a show. Sports are different. We relate to sports so much differently. It's part of who we are supporting our local teams. And when you jack the tickets, the prices of tickets at a time like this, to me it just doesn't show that you're relating. You're seeing what they're seeing at this time.
1: Well, I agree 100%. I'm never going to argue with an argument that doesn't like the ticket prices being raised. The one thing I would say is, as soon as that was announced, I you could predict 100% what was going to happen at the deadline that there wasn't going to be any. You knew right as, right away that no big Josh Donaldson deal or anything like that was going to happen, because they're not. I mean, that's what they're not selling rebuild right now. They're selling let's keep this thing going for another couple of years or at least convince fans we're going to try to keep this thing going. And I don't know wheels. maybe it's maybe as I've gotten older, I've started to I, I don't sympathize with the business side of the game, but I understand it more and I think that, they're running a business and this is not about the ticket prices, by the way, I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you. There's no way they should have raised them at this point in time, especially you should be rewarding fans for turning out every day. But from a, a broader standpoint, when you're seeing 40,000 still come in every night, uh, I think from a business standpoint, you need to keep that going and at least keep the, the dream or in this case, I think maybe a bit of an illusion that they can compete for a couple of years and, and not rebuild, even though that's maybe what Shapiro and Atkins wanted to do when they first came in. So I do understand the baseball end of this now of no full rebuild, no sell the the most valuable assets. Well, you can right now, but try to make little changes. And I don't know if you're going to, if they're, if they're going to try one of these rebuild on the fly or what, Right, but It's
0: just in all sports, James, like, in your round, obviously, the hockey world, first and foremost, and most often... I mean, are we getting dangerously close to asking too much? But it's from it's, fans it's mar- or look, it, they're not going to ask
1: or- if they don't think they can get it. And again, the problem with fans is they they never protest. Do you think if there's in North it,
0: America, they never protest, which if, is You're right.
1: You're right. In Europe, they do. But if there's twenty thousand suddenly at every Jays game next year, well, then that's the way to show them you shouldn't have done it. But if if attendance doesn't really go down. Then they've proven their point, and that's the way that's been for the Leafs forever. Is they keep they've kept raising prices, and people keep going. So if if you're a business and you're selling your widget for $2 and you raise it to 2.50 and you still sell the same amount of widgets then you're going to raise it to 2.75 and so on and i don't think you can get you can't get angry at that wheels you only can it's 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 the fan base test well, well, and I, until they do what are you going to do
0: i can to a certain degree because what's the conversation about the maple leafs and the acc it's so quiet why aren't they making noise well when the only people that can afford or the vast majority of people that can afford your tickets are just corporations mm-hmm. you know tickets that are handed out for people to do business mm-hmm. i mean that's that's the sort of atmosphere that you're going to get right so uh, it's, it's just about who the blue collar hardcore fan is kept out And it's not just with hockey it's with that's how it's going in all sports
1: yeah and that's, and, well, and that's, that's a been a problem for, for a while though yes. you're right it it has been uh and i don't know you know what you can do about it hey the cfl's very affordable right now
0: Exactly but that's why when I I've gone out to a couple Argos games this year I've had a blast Things are relatively cheap yeah I would like to see cheaper concessions on the inside right. but that being said that's an affordable day out If no, I can you know, spend 30 sat- 40 bucks for a TFC ticket that's more affordable than paying you know yeah. exorbitant prices elsewhere
1: You know as an aside to this I I just sat there at that TFC game and I said man I wish the Argos could get this you know, or, or three quarters of this. I'm a huge soccer fan. I'm a huge football fan, you know, and, and it's different. And TFC's nurtured this incredible atmosphere, uh, over the past few years and they've had success because of it. But, uh, that, that, that is a really cool place to watch a game when it's full and the crowd is into it. And, you know, I I really hope the Argos can get there. I'm not sure they can, but I really hope they can.
0: Duffy, I got one more for you. And I, I kind of, in a roundabout way, got to this topic uh, last week. Well, the NBA and the NFL, they've done a masterful job at making sure their sport is in the news cycle 12 months a year. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way for hockey. And I know people need vacations, people get away, they have their own lives. I totally understand it. But in hockey, the same discussion isn't had 12 months a year. And I think that's to the detriment of the sport. Why is that exactly?
1: Well, I, I think you're right to an extent that the hockey season's so long that in July and August, August is a complete shutdown period. I mean, basically, the hockey season equates to you can basically personalize the hockey season to Bob McKenzie. As long as Bob McKenzie's around tweeting, then there's something going on. As soon as Bob disappears to go to the cottage for two months, everything shuts down. That's Bob McKenzie. Is hockey that way? But it, it, (laughs) no, it is true. Like more, all of hockey goes cottaging basically in the summer, and I know, you know, some of that. I think that's okay. I I know what you're saying. For for much of a lot of the NFL news was negative for the longest time. The NBA has had a fantastic off season, I I would say, for owning the headlines. Don't you think? Like, yeah, the 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 Kyrie stuff and the LeBron stuff that has. Dominated. I don't remember an off season for basketball where basketball was talked about so much. And yes, it would be nice if if hockey was like that, but it just it's the nature of the things that a hockey players don't trash talk each other during the summer, and b everybody goes to the cottage. So personally, I don't mind a break from it, but I know what you're saying. Pure, Pure.
0: Do fans need a break from it though? Like no, that, they that's don't. What they wonder, don't. You know? It's
1: it's funny. I think the TSN account. Uh, tweeted something today about do you miss hockey and Bob said no I'll, also, I'll tell you when I do <laughs> and he, you know Bob's a massive hockey fan as am I but the season is long and you do I, I personally need to get away from it for for a while but I think the diehard fans don't and they love talking about it all the time and that's great but once you got past the Connor McDavid contract That was it. And I think that's a bit of a weird year too. There wasn't a big, great group of free agents. So, and there weren't any huge names. And from our standpoint, you know, in Toronto, we've had a lot to talk about in other off-seasons because there's been so much that could happen as far as trades and unloading this and that, whereas this now there's some so much stability with the Leafs that July, July and August are fairly boring, and that's a good thing for the organization, but not so good for talk radio.
0: Don't worry, buddy. I'm going to carry the torch. I got some doozy topics coming up later on this week, buddy. <laughs> good to know, man. Doozy topics. Uh, congratulations with this project. Uh, honestly, it's going to be great, um, and we'll see which community wins out in terms of the Kraft Heinz Project Play program ambassador. Follow him on Twitter at TSN James Duthie for more information. Thanks for this, James. Appreciate it.
1: Okay, thanks for having me on, Gareth.
0: James Duthie joining us here on Toronto today.